What more can one say? This is game seven. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Little Hockey Podcast. As always, we're your hosts. My name is Keegan. I'm here with my brother, Jordan. Say hi, Jordan. Hey, everybody. And before we get started, if you could please follow us on anywhere you get podcasts, be that Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, anywhere at all, any kind of subscription or follow is greatly appreciated. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media at Little Hockey Pod at both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are also very proud to be part of the Blue Wire Hustle network of podcasts. So we just like to give them a little thanks and uh, a little bit of gratitude at the beginning of every show. So thank you guys for having us on. And with all that out of the way, let's jump into Jordan's betting corner. Jordan, on we are a little late here. So we, you got an extra day of betting in uh, than you usually do between podcast episodes. Did that help you at all? Or is it still uh, the status quo for you? Oh man, it's, it's real bad here. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I will say last night did help me a little bit. Came out ahead. I won 36 cents. So that's good. Uh, biting into that uh, $9 and 38 cents that I lost the night before. So uh, we're, you know, we're working our way up. Um, but yeah, it's really bad. I am. Um, uh, remember all that money that I won in the first few days of the month. Is it all gone? It is all gone. And then some. <laughs> oh my god (laughs) yeah it's uh it's really bad it's um it's rough uh they really suckered you in with that uh hot start to the month holy shit yeah that hot start to the month i was so happy i was killing it i was like i am unstoppable and then just ever since then it's it's been pain and that's it uh i will say there is exactly one team in the league that i like and that is the minnesota wild everyone else i hate you um (laughs) every everyone else that i bet on they they lose they lose me money it's brutal um but the minnesota wild are like six and one or six and two when i bet on them this month so uh i might just have to only bet on the wild and that's it oh yeah here jordan sorry can we quickly pause i just need to give someone a call back they called me in an emergency from work sure and we're back Sorry, guys. I had an uh, emergency phone call from work. It only took like 20 seconds, but I still had to answer it. Uh, so, Jordan. Oh, Jordan is cheering. Why are you cheering? Because the Leafs just took a 2-0 lead against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Um, they have scored on both of their first two shots of the game. Uh, I, I just tuned in uh, immediately following the Leafs' first goal, which was like 30 seconds into the game. And now... Uh, uh, Wayne Simmons just scored by driving into the middle and then firing a backhand in. Uh, I don't know how that went in. Uh, it just went right through Hellebuck, but uh, good to see. Like they're, they're off to an early lead here and hopefully uh, the goaltending um, 
keeps them alive. We'll get to that later on because I've got uh, a thing or two to say about uh, the Leafs' recent performance. But um, yeah, we were talking about betting and uh, um, the Minnesota Wild are the only good team. Everybody else is terrible. Um, and if you're thinking about getting into betting on hockey, uh, find something else to do. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> that, that's um, what I've got to say. I remember a couple of years ago, they were showing the... Like it was basically just a line graph of sports that are skill based and luck based when it comes to like determining the winner. And I remember seeing hockey like almost entirely on the luck side of that scale. Well, yeah, and that's by design in the league, right? The the league, the NHL is constantly talking about parity and like the balance in the league is is like unparalleled in any of the other sports. Um, so, so that's by design in the NHL. It does mean that it's a little bit harder to bet on the sport, uh, but it also means you can find an edge in um, in matchups that you can't really find in other sports because there's a lot of attention paid to, like football gambling, for instance. It's really hard to find an edge in that. Um, but uh, w- with hockey, it's a little bit easier. It's just a matter of like you're going to go on hot streaks and you're going to go on ice cold streaks, which is uh, kind of the, the life that I've been living all season here. It's been, uh, it's been pretty rough most of the time split up by short instances of really, really good return on stuff. But uh, right now we're in one of those deep, deep, deep grand Canyon sized uh, valleys here. Uh, Hopefully it turns around as the uh, playoffs approach and, you know, maybe some of these, uh, you know, the, the teams that I, I I think are going to win, hopefully they actually do, or else I'm just going to have to start doing them. Um, fuck, the it's not our night. I'm just going to have to start doing the off. thing that I, I was that. doing a few years ago with um, uh, my my NHL playoff brackets and just start picking the team that I expect to lose to win. You there, Keegan? Oh my God. <laughs> it's not our night. No, it's we have, it's. We should not have taken night. last night off. Holy we shit! Have done that. I, it must be the wind or something today, because it's uh, like I was saying off air. My uh, my internet connection is that is running at like one tenth the speed of what it it normally should be, or what I'm paying for it to be. It so it's it's incredibly frustrating. Um, but yeah, uh, just to sum up, don't bet on hockey unless you're betting on the Minnesota Wild. And in that case, only bet on the Minnesota Wild, and you should be pretty happy. <laughs> but um, moving on here, because we've got to motor through all of our stuff to make sure that we're done before the next uh, crash comes on the internet. Um, the next so, gust of wind. Yeah, like holy smokes. Uh, so yeah, you're running on jet fuel today, eh, Geeks? Oh my God. So I've been working stupid long hours. Uh, I'm a foreman at a lumber yard, um, and we... I usually have around this time, it, this is where our busy season starts. And we usually have about three or four other guys working out in the yard with me right now. I have two high schoolers that only work on the weekend and one guy who's a farmer and this is his busy season as well. So he only comes in uh, two days a week, but he has an infected hand as well as dislocated his shoulder on the other side. So I am literally in the yard by myself from 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. Monday to Friday, basically. So I have just been 
Friggin- oh, I also work on Sundays as well because uh, I can't leave the kids alone uh, or I can't leave one of the kids alone on, uh, on Sunday. So I got to work with him because there always has to be at least two people working the yard. And I friggin- today I was just white. That's why we didn't have a show uh, last night was because I texted Jordan and I was like, I-, I need the night off. I'm just fried. And um, today I was feeling it like my legs were just concrete. So I asked my boss to get me some energy drinks and he's like, all right, you just want the one. And I'm like, nah, get me four. So today I drank in the span of an hour and a half, four rock stars. And the reason why I drank them so quick was because I had the first two just right away. I chugged them both. And about 30 minutes later, I felt nothing. I was like, all right, I'm a little more awake, but this isn't really doing much. So I started drinking the third one slowly and I started feeling it. And then I got a sudden burst of energy as one would from drinking three rock stars. And then I had the fourth one just to keep me going. And I am even right now, like I am still feeling the effects and I'm still like energetic and have a lot more energy than I usually do. So as soon as we're done this podcast, I'm expecting my head to hit my pillow and I will be dead to the world. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. If I'm not, I'm not going to lie. See, like I I've got to admit like Sunday night after the Leafs game was over, I was like vibrating, not, not because I was like over caffeinated or anything, but uh, I, I can, I can, I, yeah. And like, I, I try not to let results of Leafs games like ruin my day, but that, that was like Sunday night was toast for me. Monday. I was basically like just in a grumpy mood the whole day. And most of Tuesday, I was still like getting over it. And then finally, Tuesday night, I'm like, all right, here we go. The Leafs aren't going to lose too straight to the fucking Canucks, the COVID Canucks here. So like things are going to be fine. And then that game went how it went. And uh, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> but um, until then, you almost got a PS5 today, right? Yeah, that would have certainly cheered me up a bit. Yeah, like I, I came really close. I had it in my cart on bestbuy.ca. And um then when it was my turn to check out, they were all sold out. So uh, that that was a bummer, because um, I, I was super excited about that. If if you're still trying to get a PlayStation Five, uh, my recommendation is to follow um, this uh, PS Five Restocks Canada Twitter account. I've put the uh, link to it in my uh, or in the show description. So just go there, follow them, turn their uh, tweet notifications on, because. Uh, I got like four notifications today that different locate that different uh, sites had them in stock and uh, came really, really close with the, um, the regular disc drive version of the PS five, not really the one I want, but uh, you know what, if, if I can get it now, then, then I'll be happy. There you go. Yeah. So uh, something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, if, if a play, maybe a PlayStation five will give me the, the happiness that the Leafs seemingly don't want to give me. Well, then you can play NHL 22 and win with them on lot on there. Oh uh, man, you, you know what? I'm I'm done playing with the existing franchises. It's way more fun to create an expansion team and build them from scratch and like try to get them to be successful. It's so much fun. And, like that might just be because when when I was younger, I loved designing jerseys. I loved drawing new ones. I loved um like creating new teams and seeing like all of the colors that would look good and all that stuff. So like yeah. the the expansion team stuff is really up my alley. My Seattle dragons jerseys 
kick ass. I think they're they're super <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So is I, I, more I, fun I, that I way? it's so much more fun. Yeah, because then the other thing too is that uh, when you make an expansion team, you can change their jerseys in the off season too. Yeah. So every off season you can change their their look, and you can't do that with any of the other NHL teams. So uh, highly recommend if you haven't tried that out yet, do it. <laughs> yeah, I just remember going to, on NHL 06 and I would create a team and then create a bunch of players and assign them to that team and just make a super team. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can do that too, I guess. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah. Turn off the, the cap and everything and just go. <laughs> win every single game and win a cup every year just by simulating. Yeah. Well, you know who hasn't won a cup every year? Patrick Marlowe. But he does that, have, he does um, have one thing that nobody else in the world has. He stole it right out of Gordie Howe's hands. <laughs> um, and that is the NHL regular season games played record. So Patrick Marlowe passed Gordie Howe earlier this week. What do you think about that? Leafs legend Patrick Marlowe played the most games in NHL history. Is it controversial to say, and I'm I'm if we were a bigger podcast, we would get, I would get so much hate for saying this, but I feel like he doesn't deserve it. it I feel well, like, like if, he, if he had who's Patrick Marlowe in comparison to Gordie Howe, he's the NHL all time games played leader. That's who he is. He's played yeah, more and, games than any other player in NHL history. Just in the NHL though. Gordie Howe, if you count his WHA. Yeah, but years, we're not. He, so who gives a shit? Yeah, that, I know. That, that, I get that's it. all. That's always the thing about like Wayne Gretzky's goal record too. It's like, yeah, but you know, Gordy scored like 300 goals in the WHA. Yeah, well, you know what? The WHA isn't the NHL, so who gives a shit? I know, but it's just, I don't know. Like Gordy Howe before Wayne Gretzky, Gordy Howe was the greatest hockey player of all time, mm-hmm. right? Since him, since Howe, there's been like Gretzky, Lemieux, all these fantastic like Hall of Fame players. That is not Patrick Marlowe. I can I can respect him for being able to play in the NHL for as long as he has, and especially for his Iron Man streak. Because other than not oh, having his, a contract, uh, his, hey, his Iron Man streak is bullshit, and I will firmly stand on that. Because he missed like he missed a bunch of games at the start of last season because he he hadn't signed. We wasn't yet. signed. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I, I was gonna say like, I'll, except for not being signed, he hasn't missed an NHL game since what two thousand nine. Or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, which is still crazy. He's, he hasn't missed a game because of injury or suspension in that length of time. But he has missed games. So this Iron Man streak everyone keeps talking about, it's bullshit. It's BS. Yes, sure. Whatever. That is, uh, I just, Patrick Marlowe's name does not fit. And I have nothing against the guy. I, by all accounts, he's this great guy. He's a great person. And he's an excellent hockey player. But, like, to me, that record should be held by a Hall of Famer. Well, and I don't, I don't think Patrick Marlowe is a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think if it weren't for this record, it, it, it would, you know, it's kind of hard to be like, you know, he was never the best player on his own team. It's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good. And he he's definitely a Hall of Very Good guy, except for this, this gets him in, right? Like 
even if it even if you, even if you don't think that he's got the offensive numbers that really warrant being in the Hall of Fame, he's got the all-time games played record, and that's got to count for something. Yeah, so he will get in. He, I, yeah, I mean, he he will get in, and if it weren't for this record, like if he played like four hundred fewer games or whatever, and and called it a career, then I you know I'd say Hall of Very Good but not Hall of Fame. Yeah, because um, if Yager didn't go to the KHL, isn't the math there that he could have also beaten Gordie Howe's all-time games played record? Probably, yeah. And, I mean, Yager's also still playing professional hockey, so there's... Yeah, in, in, in like the... Czech Republic. Yeah, the Czech Republic, like Div 4 or something. So it's, for him, it's basically paid beer league. So good for yeah. him. <laughs> like, that's yeah. kind of the dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like I, like, congr- I I should say this. Congratulations to Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, that like, like that's true. It it's an incredible feat to have accomplished. Yes, and you know breaking any one of Howe's records is one of those things that people thought would never be done. Right, this one especially. Um, now the argument will be, well, will this new record ever be broken? And only time will tell. Probably in time when, you know, we're all superhuman androids and we can play for 80 years. But, I mean, like, <laughs> again, it's just one of those good for Patrick Marlowe. I wish the record stayed with Gordie Howe. If I'm being 100% honest, I wish that record stayed with Gordie Howe. It's Mr. Hockey. I'm not going to ask Patrick Marlowe to, oh, you should have retired before you hit the record or should have retired when you tied it because that's just not fair. And, you know, he probably wants the record. It will, yeah, but, th- those fucking, those takes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you saw or heard about them, but there was a Rosie DeMano that said that uh, Patrick Marlowe should have stopped like one game short and called it quits. And it's like, of course, yeah, because that, that's exactly what every single athlete strives for, right? Is to approach, just, is to approach greatness stop one step short and then just quit and, and leave it there forever. Right. Like, of course. Yeah. That's, that's fucking Pat- stupid. Patrick Marlowe has been playing in the NHL longer than I've been alive. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, his uh, first games were uh, earlier in the month that I was born in. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's crazy. Yeah, when he, when he retires, it'll be the first time he's not playing in the NHL in your entire life. I was going to say, <laughs> I have never known a world where Patrick Marlowe wasn't an NHL player. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but all that being said, it's weird to have him in the record books. And it'll be even in... You'll know people like myself will always put an asterisk next to his name in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He's yeah. only there because of this. Sure. He, otherwise, but, but he you, you know what? I'm it. sure. I'm sure him and his family are still. I, I I don't think that they really give a shit about any random person's asterisk, right? They're no, like, hey, he, he, can... he he's got the record. He has it forever. They he yeah. has it embroidered on. Uh, he he has it incorrectly embroidered on those gloves he got. Oh my god, that's it with a gra- grammatic error. Yeah, grammatical error. The uh, what was it? Seven hundred and sixty. Eighth. 68 but it was 1768 gains but it was uh they, yeah they they used the wrong like numerical suffix or whatever the i think they put st at the end instead of th i don't remember i don't remember uh, and then they also bad. used the, they also used the wrong leafs logo too the one that he never wore when he was with them 
but I think that <laughs> I think that was just because the new one has to be a pain in the ass to embroider on something. Yeah, with all the rounded details and everything. Yeah, there's a lot of small stuff in there, so it's got to be a pain in the ass to do. And yeah, so just easier to go with that old ugly one. But uh, yeah, that's enough time on Patrick Marlowe. Um, Congratulations, good job for you. Um, you deserve it. You earned it. I just think it's weird that it's not Gordy Howe. It's also really sucks that Gordy Howe wasn't alive to see it. Yeah, because like the thing with Gordy Howe was that he always loved being there for when his records were broken. He he, yeah. he always made sure that he was at a game that Wayne Gretzky broke one of his records in. Um, and that's another thing that all of the people are like, oh, Patrick Marlowe should have retired before he broke it because it's Gordy Howe. It's like, you know what? Gordy Howe was the one that said that records are meant to be broken. So he, he would have been he would have been excited that somebody uh, passed that game's played record. Yeah, he would have shaken Marlo's hand with a smile on his face yeah, and exactly. probably broken Marlo's hand because apparently he still had a death grip. Pro- yeah, he was fucking huge and his hands were massive. Um, yes. but yeah. Also, poor choice of words on my part there. <laughs> um, the the <laughs> Senators the past week, how have the Sens been doing? <laughs> that is a hard segue there, but yeah. all right. Um, so there's only really the three games as usual. Like there was a three, two loss against Winnipeg. That sucks. Um, but Ottawa, uh, won, uh, what is it? Four, two against Montreal. And then four was it four, two against Montreal. And then four, nothing against Calgary. I think that's what it was. We'll say that's what it was. I'm a true sense fan here, obviously. Um, but it's been really good watching sense hockey this last week. Um, Josh Norris, oh, four nothing against Montreal, four two against Calgary. That was it. Um, uh, Connor Brown had what is it in his last eleven games has ten goals. Like he's score, he's on a huge heater right now. Uh, he broke the Sens record for most consecutive games with a goal, so he has the franchise record with eight now. Um, he's been looking really good. Uh, he's also second in the league in takeaways, which is wild. So getting it done on both ends of the ice, being a great penalty killer, getting shorthanded goals, like he's been a real bright spot these last 10 or so games with Ottawa. And he's been really endearing himself to the fan base even more than he already has. Because at the beginning of the year, we were all getting on him because he was having all these chances and then shooting it right into the goalie's chest, which I'm sure you can remember from his days in Toronto. Um but now he's finishing, he's picking corners, you know, he's getting the dirty goals. He's scoring in different ways, like empty netters, uh, just absolute snipes, rebounds, rebound tap-ins. Like he's just getting it done and it's helping Ottawa go on this. I would say heater, but I mean, we still have, uh, not the greatest record, <laughs> uh, but the last couple of games have been great. Uh, Matt Murray came back and, in two games, let in what was it? Two goals in three games, let in uh, five goals with a with DJ Smith's very first shutout since being a head coach, by the way. Oh wow! Um, against Montreal, so well, it, it makes sense. The Senators weren't shutting anybody out last season. That's fair. We are also <laughs> the only team left in the NHL that has not been shut out this year. Yeah, and that, that's a pretty big credit to the Senators too, just for their never. Never say die uh, attitude that they have there, like the Goonies. And the uh, the attitude that the Leafs lack, cough, cough. Ugh. But, um, yeah, just uh, – oh, JBD and Shane Pinto also made their debuts. JBD, I think, got in uh, because Zaitsev was an 
uncertainty. And then in the uh, warm up for the Jets game, Zaitsev wasn't able to go. So they just kind of threw him in there. I don't think DJ Smith wanted to get him in there. And his first couple shifts, you could see his nervous energy, and he took a pretty big hit in the corner on his first shift as well. But he um, he snuggled in as the game went on. He hasn't played since, and it doesn't. I don't think he's playing tonight. I think it's still Josh Brown. So DJ definitely trying to get him a few more reps in practice. But Shane Pinto looks like an NHL player already, and it's um, it's been really remarkable to see him uh, transition as well as he has, especially on the defensive side. Usually players coming over from college to the NHL will struggle regardless of their skill level, but Pinto's got his first career point in his very first game on Zaitsev's empty net goal. Uh, he just snapped the faceoff went back right to Zaitsev who threw an empty netter in from behind his old goal line, which was nuts. Um, but he's been excellent. And if like his defensive play already, like his positioning, his stick, uh, his interceptions, just all of it has been really really good like it's at an nhl level already and autos like like i mentioned before connor brown shane pinto uh josh norris is really good on the defensive side as well as he's been scoring lately um it's you're kind of starting to see the mold that dj smith and pierre dorian are making of this work hard at both ends of the ice mentality and it's been it's working like this Ottawa team is completely different than the one that started the season, not just in makeup, but it seems like an attitude. Like it used to be whenever we get scored on, uh, you could see the entire team just deflate and just like they would huff, right? Like they would get scored on with a weak goal against Murray or Hogberg and the entire team would just go ah, crap. And it would just absolutely knock them off. But now, now that the young guys have taken over and it's their responsibility to, to win games, they just look more motivated. And they, like you said, it's a never-say-die attitude. Look at even our loss against the Leaf, Leafs a couple Saturdays ago. Like, the Leafs thought that they were just going to walk to a victory, and we just we kept coming back and coming at you. And when this team is a little more experienced and a little more um, tempered to the NHL level and ready to compete – like when you have guys who are as skilled as Stutzel, Kachuk, Batherson, uh, Norris, you can throw in there. And when you have guys coming up like Pinto, um, we got guys in the AHL like Sokolov's been lighting up the AHL. Angus Crookshank, who was like a fifth round pick, is over a point per game in the AHL already. And this is his first ever pro hockey. Like guys like that although all of them can't make the team and will probably be moved out for um, other assets, like Ottawa's future is just looking brighter and brighter every passing week. And now that we've shipped out these, uh, these veterans after the deadline, it's just, it's just fun to watch. This is very much a, okay. Okay. Sense fan. Here's everything you ever wanted. Shut up for the rest of the year. And it's just, it's just an absolute treat. Also, I don't know if I said it, but, um, Shane Pinto will win a Selkie at some point in his career. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched the Senators since they uh, brought up Pinto and JBD, and I, I guess JBD hasn't actually gotten into a game yet, right? Just one. Just one and one. that was only because Zaitsev was deemed unfit to play in warm-up. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, I have heard a lot of people raving about uh, Pinto. So that that is pretty exciting for you guys. Um, glad He's excellent. Some, glad somebody on this podcast has some uh, positive vibes going here. Uh, 
All right, time to bring down the mood, Jordan. How's Toronto doing? Uh, well, you know what? Remember how they uh, got off to a 2 nothing lead earlier in this game tonight? It oh, is, my God. It's 3-2 for the Leafs right now, but uh, the Jets tied it up. <laughs> the Jets tied it up 2-2, and then the Leafs scored after that. So it's like, holy <laughs> shit, guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, let me, let me just pull this shit up here. Uh, how are the Leafs doing? Well, Zach Hyman's out for two weeks at least, uh, and Bogosian's out for one week at least. Uh, so that's rough. On the plus side, though, this does mean uh, Bogosian being out means that uh, Sandine gets to get some uh, time on the third unit and the third defensive unit. And, um, you know, it kind of, it seems like the plan from the start of the season was to have him on the NHL roster and to have him like go in and out of the Leafs lineup. But then yeah. just his injury earlier on in the season um, hampered that. So it's good that he's going to get some some opportunities down the stretch and you know i think he played on tuesday night and he he played pretty well uh he was far from like the problem <laughs> with the leaves <laughs> that night um and you know uh, apart from that like it's it's exciting nick felino is getting his uh first leaves action tonight and i believe he's uh, starting off on the top line with matthews and marner which is good because like i i think that Felino is kind of like a, a Hyman type player. I, I, he obviously Hyman light. Hyman light, exactly. He can't do all of the stuff that Hyman does, but I, I think he's like a pretty reasonable. Um, I don't know about replacement, but like stopgap for when uh, until Hyman gets back, and then you know toss one of those two guys down on the third line, and uh, hopefully that that's going to kickstart some stuff for the Leafs. Um, but yeah, really like, uh, I guess we can kind of hop into what our main topic is here just because like. <sighs> well, hold on, hold on before we get there. So your your first loss to, against Vancouver. Yeah. Well, yeah, like my, my whole thing is mostly about the first loss to Vancouver just because that was the one that really frustrated me. Okay. So, okay. So that's the main discussion here. Okay. Let's get into that. All right. Well, so. I'll just start it off because I've got this in the show notes here and I, I wanted to say it before you try to bring it up or anything, but the Leafs are seagulls. Meaning? Meaning, uh, you know how on like a nice warm spring day, the sun's out, you're feeling awesome. You're like, yeah, this is going to be a great day. It's going to be so great. I'm I'm going to have so much fun. Uh, I'm going to, you know, look at the sun. The sun's out. Things can't possibly go wrong, can they? And then all of a sudden, some seagulls fly over top of you, and one of them shits directly on your head. (laughs) (laughs) The Leafs are that seagull that shit on your head on a nice sunny day when you're having a great time. Um, It just comes out of nowhere. But as soon as you see those seagulls take off, your first thought is, oh, no, is one of those seagulls going to shit on my head? And like, you don't even necessarily consciously have that thought. It, it's just automatic because you know that, you know, birds shit when they're flying and the yeah. Leafs lose when you're having a great day. Uh, and that, <laughs> that's what Sunday was for me was I was having a great day, felt awesome. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. The Leafs play tonight. They're going to play against the, the Vancouver Canucks. It's their first game back from being gone for almost a month because their entire team had COVID. All right, here we go. Leafs are going to kick some ass tonight. Almost like a scheduled win. It should have been a scheduled win. Um, and I, I get the people that say that, you know, that game was going to be 
the one that the Leafs lost because the Canucks were going to be coming in just playing purely off of adrenaline. Um, and you know what? Maybe it's my own fault for saying, ah, you know, the Seagull's not going to shit on my head today. Like, what? Why would they? Why would the Seagull do that to me? Uh, but then they did. The Leafs lost that night, um, and I, I was just so frustrated because everything I was seeing on my Twitter timeline was people being like, oh, well, you know, Braden Holtby played out of his mind, and the Leafs should have won, and they didn't. And I'm like, how many times are we going to say that in a season where the Leafs are supposed to be Stanley Cup contenders? The Vancouver Canucks are the second worst team in the division, and they have been all season. And the Leafs get, like, we just, you know, we just brush a loss aside because Braden Holtby played well for a night. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, Moving the goalposts. It, it's just, it feels like it, it's the mentality of a few years ago when it was um, exciting that the Leafs were, like, competitive for a change instead of them just being a garbage fire, right? It, it's sure. It just, at, at some point, the results have to matter more than the process. Um, and I, you know, I get that there are games where the other team's goalie is just going to stand on their head and you're going to lose. And I, you know, I accept that. Uh, but what I don't accept is that we can just brush a loss to a team that hadn't played or practiced in a month almost just because, you know, the, the goalie that also hadn't skated for nearly a month played well, um, yeah, and it was just so frustrating to watch them in that game because so there were so many opportunities for good shots and chances passed up because they're just they're being too cute with the puck too much. Like Mitch Marner had a shot where he's standing on the hash marks in the slot and he tries to pass it through two Canucks to uh, like Matthews or somebody that's off on the wing. And it's like, man, just shoot the fucking puck. There's so much traffic in there. It's going to bounce off of somebody, go to a Leafs player, or um, Holtby's going to make the first stop, and then there's going to be a rebound for a, to for somebody else to tuck in. Like, just take the fucking shot. And instead, he passes it, it gets intercepted, and it goes the other way. Like, just stop being so cute with it so much. The, that's, that's the big thing that it's like when – for instance, like the power play, the power play is just dog shit right now. And I think that's a main reason for it. It's like, just, just throw the puck at the net. Um, not Morgan Riley. Don't let Morgan Riley touch it on the power play. Maybe just don't even have him on the power play at all. Um, any momentum, we get, there. any, any momentum we get on the power play is just murdered as soon as the puck hits Morgan Riley's stick. Cause he's, I don't know what's going on, but he's just making inexplicable decisions with it. Um, and it's driving me up the wall. <laughs> it's at the point where I'm like, bye, Morgan Riley. Good riddance, get lost. <laughs> Honest? It, it, yeah, it's probably it's not fair. Um, it's probably just like general frustration with the team that I'm unloading on like the one defenseman that isn't doing exactly what I want out of him or that isn't performing up to uh, the standards that he's had in the past. You're welcome. Yeah, so it's it's just it's infuriating that uh, uh, they're, your they're, supposed best defenseman is a detriment on your power play. Well, that, that's just what it seems like, right? Like I'm sure there are plenty of stats that could say otherwise, but it's it's just like every time he seems to touch the puck, he's 
he's making a bad pinch that leads to a, a like a two on one going the other way, or he's throwing a pass across the the crease that is to nobody and it gets intercepted and then it goes the other way for an odd man rush. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know if, if he's being instructed to take more chances like that, but it's just like Morgan. And the other thing too, is that he is, he's taking too many shots on the power play. Why is he taking wrist shots from the blue line when we've got Austin Matthews on, on the wing who can take either one timers or just blast wrist shots from uh, like the lower part of the, uh, the face-off circle. And um, it's almost a guaranteed goal. Yeah. It's uh, it's just infuriating. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's just because the Leafs are underperforming relative to what the expectations are for them. And the fact that I am like um, kind of low key, a gigantic control freak. And then it's, it's just impossible for me to, settle down when I'm <laughs> watching the Leafs who I expect to be good. And then they're doing all of this like dumb shit and bad stuff's happening on the ice. It's, it's just infuriating that I can literally do nothing about it. <laughs> Not, and that's, that, that's even like, I will freely admit that if I had like the e- even tiniest amount of control over what the Leafs did, it would almost certainly make them worse. <laughs> <laughs> but would it make you feel better? It would absolutely make me feel better if I could just go in and be like, hey, uh, you, you know what? On this next power play, Morgan, you're only allowed to pass it to Austin Matthews. That is it. Do nothing else. And then, like, it, you know, we go out there and Leafs get scored on on their own power play. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? How about I just uh, go back into the back room and I'll, I'll watch TV from there, okay? <laughs> you guys don't have to worry about it. I'm good for now. <laughs> or it works and you're a genius. Or it works and I'm a goddamn genius. <laughs> Manny Maholtra who? Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll run the Leafs power play. And my only instruction will be Morgan Riley. You do not shoot the fucking puck. You only pass it to Matthews. That's it. That is your only Set job. For those one time. Yeah. We've got four guys out there whose only job is get the puck to Austin Matthews. You know what? That's what the Capitals do. In Ovechkin and they've been doing it for fucking 15 years and it, it keeps working. He doesn't even move on the power play now and it no. still works. He does not it's move stupid. his feet. He just goes, he might as well be sitting down on the ice at the face-off dot. Uh, and it still works. It's uh, it's infuriating that the Leafs can't just be like, hey, uh, l- let's copy what that other team with the uh, like once-in-a-generation shooter ha- uh, are doing. L- let's yeah. just try that out. Let's see what happens. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that Sunday game was more infuriating for me because it was more of a missed opportunity than the Tuesday game. Um what I what I wanted to see out of them there was to just come out and be more physical. Um, like the, that's a tired team that presumably can't breathe. And you're like, I, I get skating them into the ground. Absolutely. Like by all means, but also how about you like knock them down? Cause it takes a lot of energy to keep getting back up off of your ass over and over you're talking about vancouver being a team that basically can't breathe right yeah yeah like the 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 canucks just clarifying yeah the the canucks can't breathe presumably because they all had covid so like knock them on their asses make them get up a whole bunch of times that takes a lot of energy um i know that that's not the leafs game but you know what the playoffs are coming up and you're going to be playing some teams that are absolutely prepared to do that so you need to like be able to dish it out too um and, and there just wasn't any of that. So it was like, 
I wanted to see them be more physical. I wanted to see them like not dick around with the puck in the offensive zone so much. Just take some shots when you've got the opportunity for it. It doesn't need to be a perfect shot, a perfect opportunity. Um, just take it when you've got it. Uh, you want to hear something controversial? Okay, what's that? The Toronto Maple Leafs will not win a cup unless Austin Matthews, or until Austin Matthews gets into a fight. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous and stupid. <laughs> Look at every single cup winner's captain or best player in the last 10 years. How many of them have been willing to fight? Sure. You, you know, I'm sure Austin Matthews is willing to fight. He just has to be provoked far enough to do it. Um, you sure? It seems like he's not even willing to touch someone else, let alone Oh, punch you're, you're not watching close enough. You're, you're not, like, you, that's something that a lot of people that aren't Leafs fans say. They're like, oh, Austin Matthews doesn't do this. And it's like, you haven't seen him when he's gotten pissed off at somebody. He will use his giant-ass frame to run a guy into the boards. Um, when he gets frustrated, you can tell, and he gets a lot more physical when he's, when he's mad about something. I think he has it in him to get into a fight. I also just don't really want him to, right? Like what is the benefit to him fighting somebody? He could That's potentially... an 11 and a half million dollar pair of hands right there. Exactly. His entire, like his career is his hands and his wrists and he's already had some wrist issues. So I don't want him fucking up his wrists. Um, and the other thing too, is if you take the injury uh, potential injury factor out of it. Um, our best player sitting in the box for five minutes. He's he's not fighting the other team's best player. It's not a it's not an even trade off. There are, there are other guys that can do that for, well yeah, not for him but instead of him. We we don't need him to do that. Um, I I will say that it would be nice to see him use his body physically more often just because of how fucking huge he is. Um, yeah, it, it would be nice to see him be a little bit uh, more physical more frequently, but I'm not going to get super upset about it, except for when I do. If if Austin Matthews gets into a fight, there that makes it so there's no excuse for any other player on that roster to not lay everything down. And if you have your best player willing to do something like that, that is a mental part of the game that can really change a team when uh, you have your best player dragging you into the dirty area like that it can change the way everybody else approaches the game it it has a bit of desperation to it it has a little bit more of a of a bite to it like you think about the times that crosby has fought even with his severe concussion history and think about how that team rallies around him right like and crosby's smaller than austin matthews crosby's not even six feet i think a lot of people forget that crosby is a small hockey player he's very strong he's very sturdy and he's an excellent excellent player one of the best to ever play but he's still willing to throw everything he has out there including his fists why aren't the leafs best players willing to do that see uh I, I will. I buy that when skilled guys drop the gloves, it is exciting for the guys on the bench, and it it is like it does set the tone, so to say, for them. I buy that 
like I, I, I will accept that part of your argument. Um, I still don't want him doing it. Like oh, if he gets into a fight in his career, cool, fine. Like I'm not going to get not saying super. He's got to go get like 10 majors a season. No, but just show that you're willing. Yeah. And, and you know what? Maybe you're right. I still don't want him to do it. <laughs> I, no, I think like, there, there like, are, there are plenty of other ways you can achieve that same thing without having your best player potentially injure themselves or take themselves off the ice for five minutes. Um, they there are plenty of other ways to get uh, the bench going and a fight doesn't necessarily have to be it. Sure. But here, I want to bring you back to the, I want to relate this because I am thoroughly in the belief that the Toronto Maple Leafs will not win a cup in the next three years. I am also in the belief that the Ottawa senators will win a cup before the Leafs. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Here's why. And I we've I've made this argument before, but I hockey players are cavemen. Right? Right. We can agree on that. Yeah. They are testosterone f- fueled just animals. If you see your best player get into a fight showing that he's willing to do anything and everything to win, that will rub off on the rest of your team. Brady Kachuk got into a fight with Shea fucking Weber and beat him. Brady Kachuk notched, or I shouldn't say not. Brady Kachuk outmuscled Shade Weber to the ground as a 21-year-old. You don't think that fuels the team? I'm not saying Austin Matthews has got to go find the biggest guy on the ice and punch him. I understand that's not Austin Matthews' thing. Brady Kachuk has always been scrappy. He's a Kachuk. That's their thing. But just showing the willingness to go after anyone where it's like, we're not going to get pushed around no matter who you are. That is something. And that is a team identity that wins you championships. The Leafs have shown time and time again in the last five years that they are willing to be pushed around. They are willing to take the beating and they just get defeated from it. They don't try to overcome it. They huff and puff and let it happen. See, I, I don't think that they huff and puff and let it happen. I think it's a conscious decision that they're not going to engage in that because they see the benefit of having their best players out there on a power play as being more than or more substantial than the benefit of like Austin Matthews getting into a like a punching match with somebody. Cool. Um, How did that do in the last two games against Vancouver? How'd that fare you against um, David Harris? They absolutely did not get pushed around by Vancouver. (laughs) In the first game, no. In the first game, from what I've heard and what I've seen, you guys dominated play and Holtby stole the show. They dominated both games. uh, Big Save Dave lost them the game on Tuesday night. Big Save Dave with no Save Dave. Yeah, did you see either of the, the, the third and fourth goals on him? I saw one of them where he tried to like sweep the I don't remember if that was against Vancouver or Winnipeg where he tries to like shoot the puck away. Oh, oh that, 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 that was, was that was Winnipeg. That, that was, was Nick Ehlers. Ehlers. Yeah. No, yeah. The, um the first goal or the third goal on uh, Tuesday night that tied up the game for Vancouver uh, was like Nils Hoglander just coming down the the left boards and then he was like his ass was against the boards and he fired a slap shot along the ice that beat Riddich uh, clean five hole. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think it was Tanner Pearson scored the go-ahead goal or like the fifth goal. 
And that one was uh, like a wrist shot, again, from the left side boards that was going to miss the net. And Riddich put his pad down weird and it hit the inside of his pad and went into the net. Um, so like Riddick lost them the game on Tuesday. Um, sure. And at no point were they being pushed around by Vancouver. Like, sure, there, there are some, there are other teams that do play more physically against the Leafs and the, benefit from it. And yeah, they benefit from it because, or the other teams benefit from it. I think in large part because the fucking refs don't call the rules. Um, That's hockey. <laughs> It's... You can you can groan about that all you want. That's how hockey's been called since 2005. And the fact that the Leafs are still the fact that you are currently whining about it, like not I'm not saying you, I'm saying like a general you. Like Just hockey show... fans in general complain about it. Sure. Absolutely. And no, no, you're absolutely right. Like the what the Leafs should be doing is what Tampa did, and they say, okay, we'll have Fuck like it. we'll have third and fourth lines that just that take penalties like crazy because that means our top lines are going to draw penalties like crazy because the refs yep. even it out. So sure. you, you're right. There's the, a strategy the, to the, it. There's a strategy involved in that. Um, the Leafs but, are but, too focused on winning and skill. They're, they're showing a bit of a change in that now with like Wayne Simmons, Nick Foligno and guys like that. But it's just think about some of the best leaf moments, even not even the last 12 months in the last, what is it like eight or nine months? The first game against Montreal of the year, you guys are down, you're losing. What happens? Wayne Simmons gets into a fight. He turns, yells at the bench. You guys win the game. Yeah. I, that, I that don't remember that game, game ag- but the, I believe that game was turning around before that happened. Sure. But that accelerated it. Your game four in the playing round against Columbus. You guys are losing. You seem dejected. Jason Spezza fights. You yeah, guys again, come back with I, the historic win. I, again, the comeback had started before that. the The fight doesn't line. Yeah the the fight doesn't line up with it at all. And my you other guys my other three nothing when Spezza fought. My my other argument here is watch the Leafs. Now, recently, there are times where they definitely look like they are chasing the game, but then they score a goal or they start getting chances and then they are unstoppable. That unless your name's Brayden Holpe, like, like that, that's the thing. Which the happens. La- the, it the happens. Last, again, yeah, it happens, but it's, um, it's frustrating. Yeah. The last few, like those last two games against Vancouver, there were absolutely times where the Leafs couldn't get anything started and then they get a few opportunities and then it's, it's just like the other team has zero momentum. It is all Leafs. So they, they can absolutely pull it out of nowhere and they don't need that physical play to get them started. What I just wanted to see was them recognize that there was a team that was at a physical disadvantage because of, um, you know, a, a respiratory virus. They had just all fought off for three and a half weeks and playing more physically likely would have given them a better opportunity to uh, take that game. It's uh, exhausting to fall down. Yeah. And like it, it just made me think of the 72 summit series. One of the, oh, God. one of the big criticisms against the Russian team was that they didn't play a dump and chase game against team Canada early on in the series 
And if they had done that, they probably would have won because they would have, uh, like if they had just dumped the puck into the defense, the Canadian defenseman's corner, made the defenseman turn around, skate as hard as they could into the corner, and then the Russians smashed up, smashed them into the boards, like that would have taken a physical toll on the Canadians who were not in shape. <laughs> yeah, they weren't military men like the Russians. And it, it was the 70s. So they spent all summer smoking and drinking and then they use um, training camp in order to get into game shape. And they didn't have training camp because they just went straight into the Summit Series. And I mean, I mean, Bobby Clark kind of had something to do with the Canadians winning that, just saying. I, yeah, absolutely. But it would have been even more out of reach for team Canada. If the, if the, the Soviets had played a different style than what they were accustomed to playing. Right. And that, yes. that's kind of what I'm saying that the Leafs should have done on Sunday and to a lesser degree on Tuesday, just, so you're saying that the the Leafs... just like, just smash them into the boards, make them get up off their ass every shift. That's going to make them tired quickly. And then you just fill the back of the net. It wouldn't have mattered how good, how, uh, strong Braden Holtby was playing if the guys in front of him couldn't fucking move because of how tired they were. So are you saying like you wanted, Would do you say that the entire Leafs team needed to be a bit more physical or certain players? Um, like, and like, I'm not expecting Mitch Marner just to go out and start like trying to throw open ice hits or anything. Right. But just, just be harder on the, on the forecheck finish your like finish a hit against a guy that just moved the puck right do the exact same shit that every team does to our defensemen when they're trying to break the puck out just smash them into the boards like you see every leafs forward on the forecheck just skate by their guy which like normally like i'm not a super huge fan of just because it's like i do something yeah the reptilian part of my brain is like fucking hurt him But uh, yeah, the, the game again, the game on Sunday against Vancouver, it's like, no, like you have to actually go do that. Make their defensemen get up off of the ice a few times, especially because Alex Edler was gone for most of the game because he got thrown out. They were that down was a to dirty play. It was, it was driven by fatigue because he was out there for like three and a half minutes. Um, but uh, imagine if the Leafs had played more physical against the Canucks defenders and how much of a toll that would have taken on the five guys that had to play most of the game. Okay. Then some more internet issues. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, so essentially the, the Canucks were down to five defensemen in the game on Sunday. And if the Leafs had been more physical, especially on the defensemen, uh, I think that game would have turned out a lot differently despite Holtby playing like a man possessed in net. Um, I don't know that that's for the most part. I think that that's basically all of the venting that I had to get out just because like, like I said, the Sunday night game was the one that frustrated me um, Yeah, because it it just seemed like there was more things going wrong and it was just a larger opportunity missed than uh, Tuesday night. Um, And like I said, Tuesday night, it was it was fucking Dave Riddick that lost the game for the Leafs. They they I think they were dominating even more than they were on Sunday, and it was just he let in like four soft goals, and it it lost it for them. Are you getting a little tired of? Uh, I don't want to say making ex- well, you're not making excuses. You're showing your frustration. Are you getting a little tired of the Leafs losing? 
in this spectacular fashion fashion that they seem to do at least once or twice a year. Uh, yeah. Like, like, it, like how draining is that as a fan? Cause like with Ottawa, it's like they will either fail for an entire year or be mediocre and then have a sudden run of success. Yeah. It's uh it's, so it, I'm not used to what you're experiencing. Yeah. See, this is life as a Leafs fan though. Um, even, even when I was a kid, it was, we would go through these stretches of the team being like great and they, or seemingly great. Like the, the Leafs were never like uh, top of the league in the early two thousands, but you know, there were, there were years where they were probably one of the top three or four teams in the Eastern conference that could challenge for a cup. Um, and then, yeah, it, it would just be like, they'd run into some team that they couldn't beat. Like they'd run into like the devils in the second round and just be like, Oh shit. Well, you know, fuck <laughs> it's Martin Brodeur in the early two thousands devils. Like it was not happening this year, I guess. Or they'd run into Dominic Hasek in the conference finals in 99. And, you know, he just single-handedly wins the, the Sabres of the series. Um, it, I don't know. It just, it does seem like the Leafs more recently are starting to uh, lose in more catastrophic ways. <laughs> and it, it's, it's probably just the, um, you know, the consequences of heightened expectations. Um, we expect more from the Leafs and when, you know, they, they stumble a little bit, it seems like it's the end of the world when it probably isn't. And in all likelihood, that's what Sunday night was. It just, to me, it felt like it was the end of the world and this uh, dark omen of things to come when in actuality, it, you know, you can probably just chalk it up to a hot goalie on the other end. You know, your own goalie's not playing very well and that's basically it. But like I said, like I said earlier at the start of this, like how long are we going to accept that as an excuse for the Leafs not being the team that we think that they are? Um, it, it's just you... frustrating. And you know, I'm sure every fan base in the league has these exact same issues. It's just, uh, I don't watch those teams. Like I watch the Leafs. <laughs> Fair. Do you honestly think, honestly believe this year, the Leafs are a, Top three, top four cup contending team. Yeah. That's not very reoccurring. <laughs> I really, really want them to be. Does that count? <laughs> no, no. Not do um, you want, do you believe? What do you feel in your soul right now? It's just so hard because like, the forwards and the defense can play perfectly. No, 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 none of that. None of that. No, yes it, or no. But they, no, there are, there no, are those want, caveats on there. Other, I don't want any more leaf or like, not excuses, but I don't want any other reasoning. Yes or no. Are the Leafs a top four Stanley Cup contending team? Yes or no. Top four? Yes. Oh, I think they're just outside of that. Okay, so No. Well, they're just outside of that. So no, like, <laughs> so no. Your answer is no. My the answer, my answer is my answer is kind of. So no, yes or no? No, you're you're dancing around it. Yes or no? No, see, like, no, uh, no, 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 none of this bullshit. Yes or no? I, I'll I'll say no, but that's just okay. because you you made the cutoff at four teams. Yeah, because 
those are the final four. Once you get out of the Canadian division, which the Leafs are arguably, I would so, say, the see, Leafs are the best team in the Canadian division. Yes, but, and I, I would say, like, if we were just, like, listing off the teams in the NHL, I think that there are probably four teams that are today ahead of the Leafs just based off of how they're, how things are going for them right now or, like, how reasonable it is to expect that they get back up to their peak performance, right? So, like for me, the teams I expect to be ahead of Toronto in terms of likelihood to win a cup are Tampa, Carolina, Colorado, Boston. Ooh, Boston, you I, could argue. I don't agree with Boston at all. Um, um, I, I, I think I, Boston I would because say, they just always find a way. I'd say Vegas, well ahead of Boston. Oh, Vegas, Vegas. I forgot about Vegas. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll agree there. Switch Boston with Vegas there. Like, like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Boston gets into the final four but I think that they would likely be the weakest team out of the four teams. I, I, now that I am thinking about it, cause Boston's in the same division as Carolina and Tampa, right? No, Boston is in the division with um, Washington, Pittsburgh and the Islanders. That's it. Ooh, I forgot about the Islanders. Like there, there are a lot of teams better than Toronto. Yes. Yeah, so see, like to me, the, the top four teams are, um, probably in this order, Colorado, Tampa, Carolina, Vegas. I may, I, I know I forgot about Vegas. I actually may put them second or third just because I'm not sure about Carolina's goaltending. Yeah. Um, just, just because of that. And um, Mark Stone is having one of the best offensive seasons of his career, as well as being a perennial Selkie nominee, like, Vegas is just Vegas is Vegas. They're stupid. They're great. Um, yeah, here's Vegas's problem, though. They're probably going to get beaten in the first round by the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> I don't. They are a complete wild card. I have pun not intended, but it works. Um, I have no idea what the hell Minnesota is going to do. I feel like this is a conversation that we could have a little closer to the playoffs. It, it is, but I, I will. I will tell you now that. Minnesota has absolutely owned Vegas this year. Absolutely also, owned them. I will also say Minnesota has become the special, has their own specialty of never making it to the second round. Yeah. But, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But but yeah. So Kirill Kaprizov might will them there. Yeah. So the, the, the thing is, is that like the, the, my top four teams in the league come from two divisions. So only two out of those four teams are going to get to the final four. Um, really the Leafs just have to get out of the, uh, the North division and then anything can happen in those in the, in the conference finals. Right. Um, sure. but l- like I said, my, my kind of answer to your question was like, I think the Leafs are a top four cup contending team when they're getting like decent goaltending and their issue this season is that they've gotten decent goaltending for like 15 games. Who is Toronto's starting goalie? I have no fucking idea. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I think it was last week that you were like, Master, uh, Jack Campbell's the guy. He's going to lead us to the promised land. Well, like, like, at least that I, was I, the vibe around Leafs Nation. I, I, I don't know if I... Yeah, that was the vibe around Leafs Nation. For me, it's all, it's been like, Jack Campbell's playing great. I don't know if it's going to hold up, but like I'm going to keep riding this wave for as long as it goes. And then now that it's... Like now that the uh, Jack Campbell regression tour has hit town, um, it's very much like I have no idea who our starting goalie is come game one of the playoffs. None. Um, 
because e- even if Campbell and Riddick both are struggling at that point, I don't really want to take Frederick Anderson off of LTIR and throw him ice cold into the playoffs. Um, that, that's not really something that I think is, is a recipe for success, but like, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what they have to do. Uh, I, I imagine it'll be Campbell starting game one of the playoffs with like an incredibly short leash. It could be interesting to see. Yeah. Like, um, but like, especially this off season, the decisions they make. Like, I, I, are you are you going to be comfortable move going in next year with the tandem of Riddick and Campbell? I at the trade deadline, I was like, like that's not a terrible tandem, and now I'm kind of thinking that might be a terrible tandem. <laughs> um, or is that just Campbell having a a a couple bad games and it's just shaking face? Well, we we have no idea what Jack Campbell is. None. Uh, he's yeah, shown he, stretches where he can be like a, a you know a tandem type starting goalie and he's shown stretches where he's like a you know a uh, a Fesna candidate well no just just like a backup <laughs> okay right like so really we've got no idea what Jack Campbell is and I, I don't want to go into next season being like <laughs> we, we're gonna we've got 82 games to find out what Jack Campbell is because this this season and next season are not the times for the Leafs to be uh experimenting in net we've got to find a solution i could see the Leafs signing anton forsberg this offseason yeah i don't really have any interest in anton forsberg uh, yeah. apart from as like a, a, backup. a third goalie third goalie or backup at at best but uh yeah. i think they could fi- we're starting to run long here i have absolutely no idea how long this episode's been because of all of the uh, pauses we've had to go through that's fair um, so I think we should wrap up here. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add on before we uh, call it quits? Um, Norris for Calder. He's not going to win it because Kirill Kaprasov is uh, a, a man and not a rookie. And Calder um, for Norris, right? Calder for, yes, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. All right. That one broke my brain for a and second. Vesna for Selkie. That's not for Selkie. Yeah. And um, what is it? Heart for Adams. Heart for Adams. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, go Sens go. And I would love to see them make the playoffs next year. Next, yeah. I, I should say that next year. <laughs> yeah, that we'll have to do that as an offseason um, projection or something. But uh, I don't think the Senators are making the playoffs next year. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think they will compete for a wild card spot. I don't think they'll get in though. No, because like we're, if we're going back to the regular divisions next year, they're going to be in a division with Tampa, Toronto, Florida, Boston. Buffalo, Detroit, New yeah, Jersey. Let, no, not New Jersey. New Jersey is not in your division or our division, I guess. But like sure, the, their conference. Like you, conference. you think about it, right? Like you've got to be in the top three in your division in order to guarantee a playoff spot. Are and they going to be Tampa, Toronto, Boston. Potentially Florida. Potentially Florida, yeah. And then on the other side, there's the Islanders, Capitals, Penguins. Um, and then the Rangers, Rangers probably hovering around the wild they'll, card. They'd be there. So Ottawa, Philly, Ottawa has to be better than the Rangers or the Panthers next year. That's going to be a uh, tall order. I could see us beating being better than the Rangers. Uh, we can get into that conversation when it gets there. All right. Well, I'm good. Um, yeah, we're good. So the the Leafs are still winning three two. It's a 
just over halfway through the second period. So, you know, five goals in the first period, none in the second so far. We'll see if that holds up. Yeah. You know, the Leafs are winning without me watching the game. So I'm going to tune in and they're going to fucking blow it again. Um, There was a stretch uh, last year where I stopped watching sense game because anytime I turn it on, they'd start losing. Yeah. So I just refuse to watch it. Well, you know, I, I did wear my Leafs game day socks today. I'm hoping that maybe that, that the warm weather is what's screwing the Leafs up because I haven't been able to wear my uh, thick Leafs socks anymore. Your uh, Bab socks? No, not my Bab socks. Those are those are still in the dirty laundry pile. I, I've got a nice gray pair of Leafs socks from like six years okay. ago, seven, eight years ago. I have no idea how long I've had these socks for. Probably too long. Um, That's fair. But these ones are my... Uh, my uh my my magic leafs win ritual at least that's what i tell myself so hopefully (laughs) the socks come through for us tonight and we get a leafs win and if they don't um it's probably just my fault for tuning in partway through the game maybe maybe that's why hockey betting sucks this year too because i started doing it and now it's watching all the games yeah i will um, 2017 Ottawa playoff run. I did not watch probably 90% of those games. Oh, yeah, I just, just watched highlights. Yeah. Just because you're like, I, I missed all of the games where they won. So I can't watch now or else they'll lose. The only game, only game in the entire playoff series that I saw start to finish was game seven against Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. Well, uh, we're going to head out. Uh, didn't, is there anything that you well you've been working day and night so i guess you haven't been watching it or listening to anything new right i i go to work come home somehow muster the strength to do a workout eat dinner go to bed yeah so geez do a workout like fuck i'm not doing anything all day and i come home and i'm like let's keep doing nothing (laughs) (laughs) hey hey doing nothing is exhausting i i tried a a morning run a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh, oh yeah, like, oh, it, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> I got like, I, I've never been a distance runner. Never, yeah. never, ever, ever. And I was like, all right. None of us have been. Yeah. I was like, here we go. We'll go for like a one kilometer leisurely run. And I took the dog out with me just because it was in the morning and it was part of her routine. And we went out, I got like 600 meters and I could barely breathe. <laughs> Did I, have I told you how much weight I've lost since, um, uh, like, so last time I weighed myself during COVID was uh, July and I was 220 pounds. Ooh. Yes. Um, I weighed myself last week and I was 195. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Fuck. I don't even want to go near a scale because I'm, <laughs> I've always been like on the smaller side. So uh, like, I, I think I, I was brushing like 195 or 200 or something recently. And I was like, Oh my God. Um <laughs> So I, I've been eating like shit the last like four months. <laughs> I've barely been doing anything. So I don't even want to, maybe that's the kick in the ass that I need to get running again to go for my second run. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Whatever motivates you, whatever gets it done. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Jordan, we can go for runs and yeah, like update fuck. each other on the runs. I fucking hate runs. I hate oh, running. They're the worst. I hate it so much, but you know what? chris johnson can do it every day for a year then maybe i can do it like four days in a row we'll see yeah but have you seen that man he looks like he's about to die <laughs> he's just wasting away into nothingness <laughs> yeah. okay all right i think we're rambling yeah well yeah you know what him wasting away into nothingness from running is probably healthier than me taking up more space because i'm eating fucking mcdonald's every day for lunch <laughs> <laughs> all right
but uh, and with that lovely note, yeah, w- with that, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Little Hockey Pod. You can follow me, Jordan, at jsmall1771 on Twitter, and you can follow Keegan at lil underscore little28. Uh, please make sure you're subscribed to the show or following the show now on Apple Podcasts. It's no longer called subscribing. Um, so make sure you're following us wherever you're listening. Please rate and review the show. Uh, we'll read any five-star reviews, preferably on Apple Podcasts, just because that's the place that we check. And um, yeah, until next time, we'll catch you later, everybody. See you guys. What a finish! 